everything that I wanted was happening, but it was like, I'm here in this state one day, I'm here, 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 here. I was like losing myself <laughs> in my own dream. And again, I had to sit there and pause and reflect on what's going on right now. This is Grow To Be Free, a self-development podcast that helps ambitious ladies pursue their dreams while finding peace, happiness, and maintaining a thriving mental health. My name is Kiani, and I burnt myself out at age 22. I didn't know my purpose, I hated my job, I thought money was the answer to all my problems, and girl, was I sad. I fought through anxiety and depression by working on myself non-stop. Now, I can honestly say that I am happy, I find peace every single day, and I'm on a journey to discover my best life. Join me as I sit with other ambitious gals who have learned to unlock this new level of life. Think of us as the girlfriends that actually grow with you. We'll share all the tangible tips to help you transform your mindset, mental health, relationships, faith, and finances. Plug in your headphones, get ready to jot down some notes, and let yourself be inspired. Hey everybody, welcome to the Grow To Be Free podcast. I'm here with Lexi Asanti Ajumai. She's a full-time model, a clean beauty advocate, a lover of sustainable fashion, and a cheerleader to anyone who is willing to face their fears and pursue their passions. And I'm so excited to have her here today because I noticed her through an ad on Instagram and she just had the most incredible energy and I just felt so much authentic, genuine self when I saw this ad that I had just had to look her up and sure enough, she is a hundred percent authentic, genuine person. And I feel like that's kind of rare in the modeling industry, or at least from what I've seen, um, at least through social media, it's a little bit hard to see that true self coming through into their content. So I'm really excited to have her talk about how to be your authentic self and to pursue your passion. So welcome to the show, Lexi. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me, Kiani. It's been, uh, You know, it's crazy. I don't do too many interviews. So I was like preparing for this interview because I'm like, I need to make sure I inspire people today. (laughs) So I have my little outline, but now I'm just like, you know what? I'm a flow because I feel your energy and it's really great to be here. So um, hi, everyone. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I'm so excited to have you here. And I would really love for you to kind of start at the beginning about your story and how you started pursuing your passion, which I assume is modeling. But let me know how that really came about about you know like did you was that always your passion or did that form later on in life like what was your journey there sure sure so I would say when I was a freshman in high school is when I said okay yep I I want to do this I want to model and it was honestly the only time that I watched America's Next Top Model and um there was a contestant who actually won and her name is Naima Mora hopefully I said her name right when I saw her I was like oh, you can be really kind and still slay. I'm like, there was just like, cause you know, there's this like um, stigma with models and their energy and are they polite, are they kind? And I'm like, what? And she won it all. And I was like, I can actually do this. (laughs) So anyway, um, so that happened, but I didn't really know how to grab hold of it at the time. So um, I'm literally one day, it was like March of 2018 and I'm, sitting on my bed. So a lot of time has passed. 
and I'm working full time and I'm sitting on my childhood bed. I'm at home with my mom. And I said, I'm just not happy with where I'm at in my life. And I really was just self-reflecting and I'm like, I need more, right? Like I, I just need more. I don't feel very purposeful and I'm not fulfilling my passion. So I, I just decided to like really sit there with myself and say, what do I need to do? So that's how Bogish Grace was created. It was literally to be my diary to my dream and then also hold me accountable. So, um, and I created a model that day, which was um, when all else seems to fail, just enlighten the world with your presence. So I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I know that by just being myself, I could get there, you know? So mm -hmm. I just used Bogus Grace almost as my alter ego and with it, with my brand, I just have so much confidence to like tackle whatever I want. So, but like literally that's what happened. It was March of 2018. And I swear that was like 10 years since high school. And I just dived in head first for my passion. And um, now I'm here, you know what I mean? And it's, it's incredible. <laughs> wow. I love that so much. I love how there's kind of like two steps to your journey, right? Like the first one, you got confidence because you saw another woman who was just being kind and you yes. you saw that in yourself and you're like, wow, like that can be me. I can do that. Yeah, That's amazing. And then the second part is how you realize that you wanted more purpose in your life and you realize that you needed to become yourself in a way and you needed to be able to portray that to people because a lot of the times we might know who we are in person but if we're not showing that to others we feel some type of way about it we feel like there's this cognitive dissonance where we're one thing but we're presenting another which makes us sad yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and it's very it, it's very obvious when someone is that way you know because you can tell that they're not being their most authentic self and mm. you know it's hard. It's hard to be vulnerable and just be open to sharing who you are because not everyone is accepting of like who you are, I guess. So. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What have been the challenges you faced in trying to portray that or stay in that lane? So um, I've definitely struggled with um, self-love for a long time. And I think that that's why it took me so long to, to get to that point of being in my childhood bed, realizing like, this isn't the life that I'm supposed to be living. And it was because I had a very low self-esteem. Um, I didn't really like the way I looked growing up. Um, I was bullied. Uh, people hated my freckles. Uh, we ha it has a name, but everyone was calling them, what are those spots? What are those dots on your face? And it's just like, mm. you know, when you stand out as different, sometimes it's just, uh, a way for people to just make you feel low. So, you know, even into my adult life, um, I think at 2018, I was like 24, 25, I still was struggling with it. Um, and then the other thing that I was struggling with was doubt, the nagging doubt. I was my worst enemy, right? So mm. like, how do I get better? And I swear, I, 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 Kiani, I swear when I created Vogue's Grace that day, that was my fuel to like, just get out of my own way and make it happen for myself. And um, when we talk about like overcoming some of our things like self-worth, self-love, doubt, my biggest, the only thing I can really say and I look at my own personal journey was having a vision for my life. 
Now, mm. during that that vision and that journey, I might have strayed, you know, took different roles, um, trying to navigate in and out of spaces that I don't belong in. That's when I realized that I have what it took or the guts to kind of just make it happen, no matter what life threw at me. And I gained confidence. My self-love was picked up. You know, I started loving who I was becoming. And that's the beauty. Like, we are all blooming. We are all becoming. Life is definitely a consistent journey. So, like, I don't know. I just feel like I have extra tools now to, like, deal with life. And um, now as a 35-year-old woman, so 20 years, right, (laughs) I freaking love myself. I freaking love myself. Can't nobody tell me nothing about me. You know what I mean? So, um, and that's a beautiful thing. It's, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a beautiful energy to have, you know? So yeah. Yeah. It so is, yeah. When, when you reach that place, sometimes you don't even realize before that that you're not there yet. You know, and and that's the craziest part. You might get to that part of like, oh, I really love myself and look back and you're like, shoot, I really didn't love myself with last year or whatever year that it was, which is just so crazy. It's so true. It's, it's so yeah. crazy. Like um, I look back at some of my pictures in like high school and then my first year of college and I look at how I wore my makeup and that was a dead giveaway that I was not happy with myself. I mean, literally my eyebrows were like, (laughs) like the way I would fill them in was, I don't know what I was doing. And then like the contouring was like so precise, like you couldn't see my freckles. So like you can see Mm. I was trying to mask my identity in those pictures. Mm. But now I'm looking at like some of my pictures now and I'm like, look at me going out with no makeup. Talk about skincare. So, like, you see the evolution, you know? It's great. Yeah, the growth. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah, I want to I dive in real quick into something that you said earlier about um, how, how you did have a little bit of self-consciousness about your freckles. And, you know, maybe, and it could have been, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that you didn't really see too many models out there or at least, like, very, like, popular models that you would see with the same type of freckles. And, you know, for me, I feel like if I was in the same boat, I would be feeling like, well, if none of the models look like me, how could I be a model? You know, Mm -hmm. did you ever have to kind of overcome that thought process at all? So, uh, yeah. So I guess, you know, what's crazy. I didn't look at, so I admired Vogue magazine my mom would get me the magazines and I would just study the covers, study the pages. Another thing that I wanted to do super, super bad was dye my hair. So like, you know how the hair dye packages had these beautiful models. None of them looked like me, not necessarily because of the freckles, just representation across the Mm. board. Yeah. And I did struggle with, I don't know if I can do this because maybe I'm not what they're looking for. Um, But what I will tell you is this. I come from very a very strong foundation of women. And my father was definitely in the picture, which also helped. But my I think my identity started forming because I saw that my mom loved who she was. My dad loved who he was, my aunts. And I looked like them. And to me, I was like, if they winning, I'm winning, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like I needed to see a model to be able to like get there. Mm-hmm. I will say Naima was the only one I'm like, and it wasn't her look. It was her personality. See, Mm -hmm. 
you know, I was raised in a very religious household. And sometimes you're like, I don't think I have what it takes to be out in society. Like, I think they would crush me. So it was less about looks, more about can my character weather the storm, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, and I like that, that that's how I navigated that. It wasn't more, it wasn't about looks for me. It was more about, am I, is Alexis going to be able to do it? You know what I mean? So, yeah. And will I be accepted? You know? So, Hmm. yeah. Because when you, I mean, like I said, I've been struggling with like self-worth and self-esteem all my years. But I think when I was ready to dive into this, looks wasn't my problem. It was, do I have what it takes to get there? Right. (laughs) Have I built enough courage to do this? You take me how I am, honey. That's literally how I was, but yeah, not, not because of physical. Yeah. Yeah. I love that so much. Yeah. That that's amazing. Cause I actually just had an interview with Alicia Gwynn. She's mm-hmm. the the wife of Tony Gwynn from the San Diego Padres. And she was talking all about character. And And if you're listening to this, you might have already heard this episode. And if not, go back to that episode because <laughs> this ties in so well because it's like she was saying that you really need to become who you want to be on the inside. And that person on the inside is going to show out on the outside. So if you're not feeling like you're that person, you have some work to do. And that's that's exactly what you're saying and that you had to work on it. If you didn't feel that type of way, you really had to work on it so that way you can get there. Absolutely. And and I love how it really just depended on the inside and it wasn't about the outside because especially in today's day and age, we're always about the external look. You know, we got to look the part, et cetera, but that's not what it's about. And mm-hmm. you're a great example of that because you've seen success just working on the inside and you're realizing now that that gets you really far. So Absolutely. that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> cool. So I want to dive into now, what does authenticity mean to you? And how do you express that on a regular basis? I know you have Vogue's Grace, but maybe even outside of social media, like on a day-to-day basis, how, how do you work on that? And we're going to always keep bringing it back to that self-love, right? Because you can't be authentic if you don't love yourself, right? So authentic like I swear like when you have that you just have a different light like people just gravitate to you and I, I really see it even in my circle of friends you know um I just feel like you have to have self-love in order to have authenticity and then it just kind of seeps through your pores it's just out there um but yeah that's that's literally and I think that I can be so authentic and genuine because it's, it feels good to be me. Like, I can't pretend to be someone else. You know what I mean? Like, I have no acting skills outside of being who I am. And she's very animated. She's <laughs> a lot sometimes, you know? But um, I think that's just, I mean, and even when I do ads like Solo Wave, um, they're the trolls that want to, like, make you feel small. But guess what? I'm not answering them. Guess what? That ad went over literally, how many people view that? About 4 million people? Yeah. Right? Millions. Yes. It's me. It's me. It's how I say certain words. It's how I make my face up to be. It's like, that's all me written all over it, (laughs) you know? And I I, I mean, there's something so precious about like being able to just like walk outside and just know that there's only one you. 
right? Your identity cannot be duplicated. So live out loud. Live out loud and on purpose. And mm-hmm. that's what being authentic means to me. You know what I mean? Like, mm. God, Lee, I don't want to be anyone else. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You don't ever have to miss another episode of Grow To Be Free ever again. You can sign up for email notifications so you can get notified every time an episode drops. Plus, you get first dibs every time I have a new resource that can help you reach your goals and become the best version of yourself in the process. So don't miss out. Sign up at the link below. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, but definitely like confidence and and authenticity and just how you present yourself comes from that self-love that's that's more internal now Mm -hmm. do you do you have any practices or maybe this was like way back in the past too when you were working on it a little bit more actively but any Mm -hmm. practices that you've implemented to work on self-love so a lot of it was internal like having to actually pause and think about why my energy may be off what happened in my past what's happening in my present and really identifying what those things were. And then once I decided to identify and sit with them, I knew I couldn't weather that storm by myself. So it was a lot of questions that I had for my family. It was a lot of questions um, that I presented to my therapist and Mm -hmm. she would never answer that. So therapy was huge for me. Um, She would never answer my questions because that's not what a therapist does, but she would ask me questions that really allowed me to dig deeper into my being, which was very effective. So um, I will say I practice that. So whenever I'm having a day where I'm feeling like I'm not myself, and actually I'm going to get into that, but for the past, I would say four months, something was shifting in me. I don't know if it's just getting older and realizing I don't have children yet. I'm now officially married to an amazing man. So like, what, what, what's happening with my energy? What's happening with my confidence? And I use those same practices from back when I was 25, that healing journey, and applied it to what I'm going through now. And I'll tell you, it was a lot of crying. It was, mm-hmm. get that, get this out. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, I just, I felt like I came out of, because I took some time off of work, I came out feeling recalibrated and like ready again. So I'm not here to say like, I have all this self-love and I don't ever get out of my self-love, but um, I don't know. I just feel like healing is always going to be continuous. Seeking a therapist and seeking the right one. I had to shop around for the right one. Um, And then thirdly, uh, which I have been out of touch with, Um, meditation is really, really crucial to your peace. And if you can't meditate with your own thoughts, guided meditation is something special. Okay. Mm. And then recently what I've been doing is, and I heard it from Elaine Welteroth. I think I said her name right. And she wrote the book, You Are Enough. And Mm. um, I think that's what it's called, You Are Enough. Whatever. It's something in in the lines of that. But she says, schedule time for joy. And joy might look very different from my husband or my friends, 
but what makes you happy, right? So I, I took that time off and, you know, I did a lot of cooking. I did a lot of cleaning. I did a lot of snuggling with uh, the hubs, um, spending some time outside a little. Um, so, yeah, it's just, I'm telling you, journeys are, are something special and unique to each person. And mine, I find that just tapping back into like what what the healing that worked for me has been exactly what I need. So that's amazing. That was long winded, but hopefully. <laughs> no, no, that was amazing. I love the the little nuggets that you shared in there. And I feel like that's definitely there are definitely things in there that people can pull from you know, in different seasons of life. And I, I loved how you touched on how you might have gone through those those seasons of, you know, a lot of crying in the past where you've kind of worked through those questions that you had and then you still take those exercises and use it today mm-hmm. when you are also feeling kind of similar. Because that's the thing and that that's what you touched on of sometimes we'll we'll kind of go backwards like it's not linear like our healing journey it can go all over the place and we need to realize and give us give ourselves grace that that's okay and we have the tools to overcome that yeah so that's awesome yeah yeah all right um i'm looking at my questions and i feel like we kind of covered like a lot of them already (laughs) which is great so fluid <laughs> i know yeah it, it works it works out because i mean you 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 just have so much life to share and that mm-hmm. life is is all you which is amazing um so on those days and we can kind of dive a little bit deeper into this like on those days where you don't feel confident in mm-hmm. yourself um you know what are some of those things like do you do you stand in the mirror and do you have affirmations or do you i know you might you know schedule time for joy but you know how do you really get yourself pumped up on yourself on a daily basis so if anyone um follows me or will follow me you'll see this particular reel and it was real (laughs) (laughs) so the um the cover art is it is possible that's it and then in it You'll see me short hair because it's a wig, but short hair, looking in the mirror, no makeup, raw after just crying. And I was in a hotel room. I think um, at the time I was in Portland, Maine for work. And I just felt like, and this was before marriage, before I started dating Nana, I was just in the mirror crying because I don't have my family support and work. Everything that I wanted was happening, but it was like, I'm here in this state one day. I'm here, 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 here. I was like losing myself (laughs) in my own dream. And again, I had to sit there and pause and reflect of what's going on right now. And I felt like I'm leaving my family behind, right? My my foundation because I'm pursuing this dream, right? And I have to move to New York. What? I hate New York. So all of this stuff is happening and I'm like flooding my mind with like so much doubt. And I sat in that mirror and this was after reading You Are Enough by Ellen Welteroff. And I sat in that mirror and I had to tell myself, it's okay. Like be kind to yourself. Um, You are enough. And like tackle this freaking world by storm. Stop doubting. Stop worrying. Your family knows who you are. My friends know who you are. And once I always feel like once I reach where I need to reach, 
they're going to be like, man, I, I know my mom says this. I don't know how you do it. Sometimes I don't know how I'm doing it either. <laughs> don't be doing it, right? It's like yeah. I, I'm keeping pedaling because as soon as you stop pedaling, um, so you just become unbalanced. But I looked in the mirror and that was the most vulnerable post I think I have on my Instagram page because I wanted people to know it's okay to like have that feeling like my God, my confidence is like dwindling right now. Like, oh, I, I'm alone. You know, it's it's hard to be alone, um, but it's important to be alone. So yeah, that I, you guys can look it up. It I the cover, like I said, is it's possible. And as soon as you click on it, you'll see me looking right in the mirror. And it was probably my most vulnerable post thus far. Mm. But, yeah, yeah. I, I love what you said when you said you have to have grace. Um, you know. I, I agree. Like I have to be kind to myself because we're all imperfect. We are all just trying to figure this out. And um, I feel like having like a community, a tribe of people that lift me up is so critical, man. Mm. It's so critical. And mm. um, I'm just fortunate like to have a husband who supports me too, which is very essential because I don't have my family here. And uh, yeah, lean into your tribe. Lean yeah. into your tribe. That's huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you found that, um, like, you just moved into a new city? And mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you've known people in that city before moving there, but okay. That's, just like okay. agents and other models, but like, yeah. Okay. Associates. Yeah. Did you find that you, it took a bit of time to find your support system in the city? You know what? That's actually a good question. I'm trying to figure out if I actually have a support, support system in the city. Um, you know what? <laughs> I don't think I have, like, besides my husband, I mean, I have uh -huh. associates and colleagues and, you know, I would say friends. Or I call, I call like people that I meet, like women, especially my sisters, because women get woman things. So in that, there's like a sisterhood in that. So I, like, I, I might meet someone, I'm like, oh my God, you're my, you're my sister. Like, and then you'll see me too, how I comment, like, hey sis, thanks a lot. Like, it is a community of sisters, but when I tell you, like, my support system are all across the U.S., and mm -hmm. I will tap into whichever one I need, depending on their experiences in life, um, but mm -hmm. I will say, like, my biggest support system in New York is my husband, mm -hmm. and yeah, it's a safe space there, you know, so I feel like that's all I need, and if I need to call my mom at any hour... <laughs> She will pick up. If I need to call my brother, my aunts, like, we good. <laughs> so I don't know if I actually have a support yeah. support system in New York, mm -hmm. but I've been able to, like, gain some really, really solid friendships throughout my journey, and I lean into them, you know, yeah. so... That's great. Yeah, no, that, that that's good. That's good that, you know, we have technology and we can reach out via phone whenever we can. And yeah. That helps a lot. Mm -hmm. What would you say has been your biggest learning lesson so far in your journey? Um, I think it goes back to like the learning lesson is doubt was always what was plaguing my forward momentum, forward movement. Um, oh. And... I spent so many years working in a nonprofit sector being overlooked 
which almost made me doubt even my own skill set, like as a graphic designer, like, am I enough in those in, in that space? Um, so I spent a lot of time doubting myself, that constant nagging doubt that I would say the biggest lesson that I, the lesson that I learned is that don't doubt, <laughs> like literally stop doubting because my journey has showed me that it's possible. So like trusting my magic has been honestly the one thing that I'm glad I developed, you know? And so mm. that has been my biggest lesson, like trusting my own God darn magic. It's going to be okay. And we're going to get there some way, somehow we going to be fine. And um, you can only build that confidence by walking in, you know, in alignment with your vision. So yeah, that would, I would say that is my biggest lesson. Don't doubt. Yeah. Just do. Yeah. 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 That's great. I, I think what you said just now about, um, you know, you build that by walking in your vision. Like you can't build it just by not moving, right? Like you have to take the steps. You have to. You have to have the courage to take the steps. You have to tune out the naysayers. You have to not harp on the nose, you know, like you just have to keep chugging away, you know, and like reading and like, like, like really looking at society and realizing you're not alone. I think those are some words that that phrase alone is so powerful. Like we're not alone in this journey. So like tap into whoever you need to, to believe that you can do it because you can do it, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you can. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And that ties back into making sure you have a solid support system, because if you have friends or even family who is just not supportive, if you can't get that kind of encouragement from them or that kind of, um, yeah, at the end of the day, support, then it it's going to be hard for you to find that from other people. So if you don't have that kind of support system in your life, like I would encourage you to go get new friends. I would encourage you to go meet people who are going to be supportive because they're out there for sure. Yes. Yes. It's yeah. okay to do sometimes that audit on friendships. Because mm -hmm. some of them friendships, they were for a season. <laughs> like, you know, that the times when I was living in Connecticut in my early 20s, party 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 like where's the party you know that's fine and you know every now and then if i need that i will go there but it can't be my whole life because if that if that's my life of partying and drinking and you know being with the in crowd guess where my vision is it's just gonna be sitting there <laughs> yeah that looked really nice um nothing gets done so it's okay to do that friendship audit and like literally sometimes remove people from your circle. That doesn't mean you don't love them. It just means that together we're not going to thrive or reach the top. And that's okay. You know what I mean? So, mm, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's definitely facts. When starting your podcast, like how was that for you? Because I'm sure that was a new territory. And then you may hear like, everyone has a podcast these days. Like, did you ever feel like, my community was going to support me. Did you have any doubt? Like it's a, it's a thing like starting yeah. something new. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've gone through so many different seasons in life where I've, I've had that self doubt and uh, had to do that friendship audit and 
kind of, yeah, unfortunately, like get rid of friends or, you know, they saw their way out of there because they just weren't supportive of, you know, the things that I was pursuing in my life. And, you know, at the end of the day, like I look at it and actually I was reflecting on this either last night or this morning. And I thought, well, you know, they might have seen their way out of my life, but that was really God protecting me because at the end of the day, if I was going to try to rely on them to support me, like they weren't going to anyway. So it it was good because I felt like God actually removed those people out of my life before I started my podcast, which is ironic. So it actually worked out really well (laughs) when I started this podcast is like, I didn't have to worry about um, trying to convince myself or convince the other people that what I was doing was a good thing. Or, you know, you, you shouldn't have to try to convince the people that you love in your life or that love you in your life, that what you're doing is for you, you know, they should really just be there to support you. And if if they can't do that, they shouldn't be there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I felt that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Friendships are are tough. It's a very tough conversation to have, but I've come to the place where I would rather have, like three close friends than having like 10 vaguely close friends or like Mm -hmm. distant friends so quality over quantity for sure perfect Mm -hmm. example of that yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. For the last four years, I personally have been using journaling as a healing practice and it's literally transformed my life. It's one of the key ways I've been able to work through my anxiety, get myself out of depression and really begin to thrive in life. If you're looking to get into journaling or you are in need of a new one, the Ambitious Peace journals are now available on Amazon. For those of you who don't know, these are super cute aesthetic journals with a different encouraging, motivational and insightful quote on every single page. They're small enough to fit in a purse, they're college ruled, and have 150 pages of space to free write, jot down your life plan, or to process those really tough thoughts and emotions. If you have been watching this on YouTube or Spotify, you'll be able to see what they look like, but I will describe them for everybody, so don't worry. One is this monochromatic chocolate wave design. The second one is another monochromatic look, but it's like a pink, light pink painting on canvas. And the last one is a light blue, white square geometric pattern that is very satisfying to the eye. My favorite one happens to be the chocolate one, but I'm looking forward to hearing which one is your favorite. So let me know in the comments or in your reviews. Again, you can find these on Amazon. I will link the Amazon link in the description of this show. And without further ado, let's get back to the episode. So what other advice would you have for a young woman who is maybe wanting to start a career in modeling or somebody who is just wanting to pursue her passion, whatever that might be? Okay, so um, I also wanted to like touch base on the fact that like I get a lot of aspiring models um, DMing me and I will always respond. Okay, I'm definitely not that woman that will leave you on red and not send you a voice memo. I'm not doing that. So if you got questions, hit me up, slide in the DM. Okay, Um, but what I will say is that there's this um, stigma about the industry and I understand the stigma about it being like like beauty being heavily prioritized. I would say 
10 years ago, even maybe about two years ago, it was that. It is a different landscape now. There is, I mean, the, like, the industry is more acceptive, accepting of people of all kinds of backgrounds, all kinds of looks, you know what I mean? Because they realized the consumer wasn't buying, especially during COVID, they're not buying. They're not buying these realistic, you know, physical goals. They're not doing this. So what I will say is that if you are doubting yourself because you feel like you don't have the look for the industry, don't do that. Don't do that. Now is the best time to dive in this passion if it is your passion. And then um, some other advice that I would give is that you have to have thick skin in this industry and outside of any industry you want to pursue. Like I said, I was a graphic designer and that advertisement in general is rough. You're going to get people saying, ah, I don't like that. Do it again. Or, you know, you're just going to be among a workplace that's very toxic. You have to have thick skin. And I can only speak right now about this industry or else you won't make it. Don't harp on the no's. Don't harp on the rejection. Just know that every no you get, you're on your way to a yes. So I think that is one of my biggest advice to anyone trying to get into whatever industry that they're trying to obtain. Don't harp on the no's. Keep moving. Keep moving towards that vision of yourself. Okay? Your end goal. Another important lesson I would say, and I think you have to have enough self-love in yourself to do this, it's not a competition. In any landscape or in any job, it's not a competition. Do not compare yourself to the next. Focus on being you. Because, honey, that is good enough. <laughs> it's good enough. <laughs> um, yeah, like, I think those are my two biggest things that I would tell someone. Don't harp on the nose. Keep pushing. And it's not a competition. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That the competition aspect is huge because I feel like uh, I don't know why this is. I feel like I want to do more research on it, but why women are always feeling like there's competition between other women. Like mm-hmm. we're always kind of put either put against each other or in our own minds, we put ourselves against each other and like do that comparison game. And it's just, it's so toxic. It doesn't help. It's not, it doesn't progress you in any way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the best, <laughs> but you know, we, we can overcome that by, you know, just focusing on ourselves. I feel like, like, have you ever had like maybe like a fellow model or, you know, somebody else that was kind of having that attitude and like, how did you, kind of deal with them if you didn't you know what when we talk about removing certain friends from your life i'll never forget we were friends for about 10 years she was my girl um why i couldn't be friends with her anymore was a couple of reasons and she's actually she was a model for some time too so If my friend comes to me or an associate comes to me and says, Lexi, can you tell me about this agency you signed with? You know, you you know me for many years. You know, I've been actually trying to tackle this dream. And I'm like, you know what? You have been reaching just like me. I see you. I see you, sis. You know what? I'm going to send an email and I'm going to 
talk to my agent. I, I can't make any promises, but I, what I will do is refer your name and mention your name in that email just so that they can look out for your submission. I did it. And this was a person that was also within my community um, in Connecticut. And um, when I did that, she got signed. That girl got signed. I knew she was, I, she had it. Like I just, just knew she just, sometimes you just need your network to rely on sometimes and that's okay. Um, and so the, my actual friend at the time found out and she literally texted me. She's like, did you put, did you, did you recommend such and such to our agency? Cause we are signed at the same agency. And I was like, absolutely. She deserves to be in the same space as us. She'd been reaching just as long as us. But when she said that, I'm like, it's not a competition. She ain't going to be stealing jobs from you, girl. She, there's enough for everybody. And I can't with that mindset. I can't have it in my space. <laughs> That's a boundary I put up. And unfortunately, a lot of this, not just models. You don't think about corporate. When you have this young young girl who may just start off, let's just say, I don't know, as like a, I don't know, community coordinator, and she's reaching to be on a manager level, and she's hustling. You gonna have someone in that manager level seeing her hustle, and then she's like, she can't steal my spot. Don't steal my shine. That's not a reflection on her. It's a reflection on you, right? Like, mm -mm, we're not doing that. So. It's in any industry where it's very, like you said, it's very competitive. People can have that, but it's not your problem. That's their problem. So um, when I see it in my space, I can't do nothing about their problem. But what I can do is if a model, aspiring model, or if someone wants to get into advertisement or someone needs help like with an InDesign platform, because I'm a graphic designer, send me a message. We're figuring it out together. Like that's to me, I had that. I had that on this on this journey, so I have to pay it back. Like I can't help, I can't hold this all to myself. Like who am I? <laughs> you know, and humility goes a long way. Like it really don't 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 stomp on the ones that helped you get there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I just I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't do it. So yeah, hopefully that answers your question. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, I think that that's a, it's a tough question to answer because like, well, at least in the people that I've known in my own personal life, how they handle competition is, you know, I'm a, I'm a hit them right back. You know, I'm a, I'm a get them, <laughs> you know, I'm a get them before they get me like that kind of attitude. And to hear you answer that question, which with such humility is so refreshing because it's it's so easy for us to, to see some competition or, you know, see somebody having that attitude and kind of reflecting that back to them or like reflecting it in some mm -hmm. way, shape or form. But but I can see that you've chosen to take the the higher road in a sense of, you know, just holding yourself to a certain standard and you know what, Hey, like I'm going to be me. I'm going to help the people that I can. I'm not going to have that attitude and I'm going to leave that person be, <laughs> you know, they, they can yeah. use them. And yeah. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's like so easy for people to reach a certain level of success that they almost forget about. Like they, it's like hard for them to rewind back to when they started. 
Because I'm telling you, I don't care who you are, you need some form of support, some form of mentor. It's really hard to navigate this space to the top alone. So I don't care who you are there, you have some form of help, right? So when you reach some level of success or the top, because there's definitely some, it's like hard for me to understand how you can reach the top and not help others. Mm-hmm. And I love when I see that people have reached the top and they just give, they just give. And we talk about purpose. To me, I feel like that's their purpose. They feel more happy with life or they find more joy in life mm-hmm. when you give back in some capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, so if I can help in that respect, like I know this industry, so if I can help in any way, I'll do it. I mean, I recommend everybody because, you know, you can't can't just put your name on everything. But I mean, I know the steps that I took and I know it could help someone else. You know, Mm -hmm. I'll put you in the right rooms and it's up to you to use your impeccable people skills because this is what this industry is. You have to be really good with people. You have to form a network. And my goodness, you could go really far. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. Psst. Are you enjoying this episode as much as I am? Girl, I hope so. If you're getting anything positive from this podcast, I would love it if you left a review and shared it with a friend you feel like needs to hear it. I know you hear this a lot, but this is really the only way other people can benefit and grow from this information as well. If you listen to this podcast, I'm assuming you have a desire for the world to be in a better place. And what better way to do that than by spreading awareness of self-development to help each person grow and be better a little more each day. And you might be asking, well, what's in it for you? Well, I'll shout you out on a future episode if you leave a review. Plus, at that point, we're pretty much friends. And the best part, it's completely free. So thank you so much for being a listener of Grow To Be Free. It really means the world to me. And now, back to the episode. Wow. Well, Lexi, this has been an amazing conversation. I feel like you've dropped so many nuggets and I feel like you've definitely inspired people in this audience today um, just with your authentic self and all of the amazing life lessons that you've learned throughout your journey. And I love how it's not just about modeling. It's about how you carry yourself in life. Yeah. So that's amazing. So tell us about where the listeners can find you. I know you're on Instagram and, you know, what else are you working on these days that you want to share? So um, I'm definitely on Instagram. Instagram, I'm a millennial. I can only really focus on one platform at a time. Like I do have a TikTok. (laughs) I do have Facebook, but like my focus is definitely on Instagram. So if you really want to reach me, definitely use Instagram. I answer DMs. Um, and all of my platforms, it's Bogish Grace, all of them. So like, if you want to find me on YouTube and to answer your question, um, like you said, I'm a clean beauty advocate, huge clean beauty advocate, sustainable fashion, like helping women see and take what they have and figure out creative ways to rework what they have, you know, and it's good for the environment. I'm big on that. Um, and I'm a huge community cheerleader. So I'm, I just launched my uh, YouTube page, Bogus Grace, and on there, I'll be sharing model deets. So you'll, have, you'll see interviews with casting directors, various models, my mother agent, because I know a lot of people have questions about that. Like, if you want the scoop, you won't get the scoop. <laughs> if you want to see how I get ready, you're going to see that. And um, 
Yeah, I think you're going to really be able to tap more into my personality, who I am, and hopefully it's relatable. But my YouTube page, if you really want to get to know me, I'm carving that out currently. And by June, it would be fully where I want it to be. So. Yeah, I'll link all of it in the show notes so you can reach it very easily if you want to follow Lexi on Instagram or on her YouTube channel. So I'll link that in the show notes. But I wanted to go ahead and wrap up with Lexi. I am a person of faith, so I like to pray for my guests at the end of the episode, if you would allow me to. Absolutely. Go ahead, girl. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) All right. So dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for Lexi and just the incredible personality and gifts that you've given her in her life. I am so refreshed and excited to just see how she's used that in such a, a valuable way to not only get herself to where she needs to go, but to also help and give back to others. Lord God, I pray for a huge financial blessing upon her life life and in her career, Lord God. I pray that it takes her to places that she couldn't even imagine. And I thank you that you have blessed her with an amazing um, family life with her husband and, and her extended family, Lord God. I pray that you'll just continue to make those relationships fruitful. And I pray that, that that love and that joy will just pour out to everyone that she needs. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Girl, <laughs> I'm crying. Oh. <laughs> oh. I needed to hear that prayer. <laughs> oh my God, thank you so much. Oh, man. You're welcome. I'm expecting that. I'm going to cut that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was so good. Thank you so oh, much for having me. And if there's yeah. any way I can support you, share you, plug you in anything just don't hesitate to ask oh of course well thank you so much for being on this episode of grow to be free your story has been a beautiful one to share and your tips are amazing so thank you so much thank you bye, <laughs> bye.